Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron. We're going to have a lot of fun today, I promise you. As always, if you enjoy the episode, please smash that subscribe button. Actually, I always say if you enjoy the episode, you're going to enjoy it. My goal is to produce top-notch, top-notch podcasts. And if you're not enjoying it, go to the website, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com and send me a comment saying you don't like it and why you don't like it. That's all I ask. Just just do me a favor. But, and if you really enjoy it, share it out, tell somebody about it, and give it a rating on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you decide to listen to your podcasts. Um, as always, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. You could sign up there for the newsletter. Newsletters are going out every Friday, and they're loaded with good content. Um, and I shouldn't say just good content. It's great for tips, advice, Basically, anything that I learned that week is going to be given to you, other than the podcast, but you'll have a summary of the guests, you'll have different softwares I've been using, apps that I've downloaded, even if nothing happens. I'm still, like, nothing exciting happens in the week, which is far and few between. I'll still tell you, hey guys, this is what I'm working on, this is what I'm doing. Um, Always looking to give you guys some more knowledge, advice, and things like that to learn from, and it's kind of what I do, you know, I'm just constantly out there trying to find new things, see new things, learn from new people. I'm always coming into contact with different, different individuals. So I try to pass that on to you guys, give you guys as much as I possibly can, as far as good knowledge goes. And that's pretty much it. Subscribe website, go visit it, check it out. Let me know what you think. Oh, and on the website too. Now you can, you will see photos of the people because I know I don't, uh, I will also be posting them on Instagram but you'll have access to photos of the people, their bios. You kind of get to see what they are. And I'm working towards giving um, show notes as well. Got to figure that one out because it's going to take a ton of time that I may or may not have. Um, and I don't want to start doing something and then stop because I can't commit. So everything I'm doing, I'm, I know it's happening slower than most people would like. But I'm making sure I can complete and continue going with where I'm, what I'm doing. So I don't want people to be like, oh, you know, you haven't done this. You said you were going to do it taking on a lot of stuff, still doing a lot of stuff, um, podcasting like crazy. It's a lot of work for people who don't know. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, readresumes.com. You're looking for a resume. You're looking for a, a change in your life. You're looking for a quick snapshot of where you're at in life. Go check it out. Readresumes.com, R-E-E-D, resumes.com. And it's a great way to prep for the future. You never know what's going to happen. You know, market's been on on the up and up lately, but People are talking about corrections, the tax reform law, which we talk a lot about, strangely enough, in the podcast. This is all relevant stuff, you know, and it's not a bad idea to get a get a snapshot of where you're at in life, accomplishments, achievements, where you're at, and, you know, if you never use it, you could look back and say, hey, t- beginning of 2018, this is, what our, this is where I was at with my career and this, that, and the other thing, and who knows what 20, the end of 2018 and 2019 and everything going forward will bring, um, and it'll unlock doors for you that you may have never had before because it, it gives an accurate depiction written by a professional, a real professional resume writer. Everybody claims to be a professional. Nobody has the certifications like Read Resumes. Go check them out. ReadResumes.com. R-E-E-D. Resumes.com. And let them know I sent you. Last but not least, huge thank you to Nerds That Care for always supporting this podcast Nerds That Care is your friendly local IT company who is going to help you with your tech support for when your employees are wasting valuable time in the office, your data compliance and backups so you could sleep at night, you know, 
backups are huge. Nobody knows when your building is going to burn down. As terrible as that sounds, but it does happen. You know, if you have a if or or a data breach or something like that, if you have a good backup, a lot of stress can be relieved. At least if you have the information. If you somebody imagine somebody coming into your personal life and just taking everything, how much trouble would you be in? That is what the nerds that care are there to do. They're there to make sure your backups are good, your employees are working right, so you can run a more effective business and sleep at night. Because we care. We want you to sleep well. Nerdsthatcare.com. N-E-R-D-S-T-H-A-T-C-A-R-E.com. I, always, I spell it out not because I think you guys are going to have trouble spelling it, but everybody thinks I say nerds.care, not nerds that care. weirdly enough. So that's why I do it. Tonight on my podcast... Tonight, yeah, it is tonight. Um, I had my friend Josue Rivera. He's a CPA. He has passed his bar. Dude's an evil genius. Great, great dude. I've had the pleasure of speaking with him only one time prior. I'm sure you probably can figure that one out. But stellar dude, loaded with knowledge, and just a genuinely good person. You know, I, I like to think that everybody I have on my shows is a good person. I like to vet him out a lot. But uh, just a stand-up dude and super, super smart. If you're have any interest in what's going on in the tax reform law um i shouldn't say law because we didn't get too much into law but just a just a super super intelligent individual i think you guys are gonna get a ton from this podcast and i don't want to give away too much because we talk about a lot of good topics but uh without any further ado please welcome my friend josue rivera Hey, Tyson. Hey, Thank you. Thank you for inviting me for having me tonight. Anytime, man. I'm happy to have you. You're uh, an int- you have quite a different background than I guess most people. I would s- I wouldn't say most people I deal with, but it's very unique as far as what we had spoken about as far as the taxes and stuff like that. Yes. You would do international. What is international tax? Is that even? A th- I didn't even know there was a thing. Well, um, it was. Uh, I had the same question when I started doing it. Um, okay. I started my career. My professional career in 1998 in San Juan, Puerto Rico. All right. And 10 years afterwards, I was offered a position uh, to transfer to New York City to do international taxes. Okay. What, but what is international? I don't even know what international tax is. Um, well, when who's, I... Who's pay, who are they paying tax to? Each country or... They are paying taxes to each country. And then we were, we were planning on how to use those taxes more efficiently. So then they send those funds, so that money yeah. to the U.S. They can take advantage on the credits, on the foreign tax credits. So uh, they can, so it's cash for deployment. It's, uh, it's how companies can maximize their international structure in order to minimize the amount of taxes they pay. I got you now. That's pretty interesting. So you got to New York from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Well, I, it it was uh it was something different. Uh just imagine. Uh again, I was uh born in a small town in the south of Puerto Rico. It's called Ponce. I was born and raised there. Then when I started my career, I started with uh PricewaterhouseCoopers, Pricewaterhouse at the time in the okay. San Juan office. Then it merged with Coopers and Library, PwC PricewaterhouseCoopers. Mm-hmm. Uh and I did that until 2007. So I in in, in between I did my law school. Okay. Um, 
I did, took my CPA examination. I passed the bar exam. And then that's where the wow. opportunity came to say, hey, I think we believe that your next step is to move to New York City and to move to the headquarters. And uh-huh. there's the uh, Latin American tax group mm-hmm. since uh, it makes a good fit since I speak Spanish. It's my national, uh, my first language. And um, that's where uh, the opportunity presents itself. And I moved. Mm-hmm. How it was, it was first, it was uh, different. I come to New York and, and I ask like, hey, what am I supposed to move? Yeah. Hey, just go go to the tour <laughs> site and uh, book a hotel. And what hotel? Well, as long as it is listed in the website, it's fine. You can take whatever. I'm like, really? So I start checking and the <laughs> Plaza Hotel is there. I'm like, whoa, no, but I'm not going to do that, you know? <laughs> so their office is being at 300 Madison in 42nd Street. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I stayed at the Grand Hyatt for a full month without paying anything. Uh, yeah, when, when I checked out and I paid the bill, I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Ten, probably tens of thousands of dollars. A few, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it was quite a lot. Uh, but that that was my first, my introduction to the city, right? And in that 30 days, so you're coming to a new, taking a new job, you're looking for an apartment. And uh, I did that. And afterwards, I moved to an apartment on, on 26th Street. It was a, It was quite a good time. <laughs> uh, moving into the city, uh, working a lot, but you know, getting to enjoy coming into New York, big yeah. city, first time. I, I, I've come visiting many times, but first time actually living in New yeah, York. Yeah, absolutely. I have. I had my fair shares of living in other cities, but I mean, this is New York, and um, it was a great opportunity. I mean, from the first go, from the get go, I had a, I had a blast when I joined the firm. That's and crazy, and they offered it, and you were just like, "All right, let's do it." No, you actually had to come and do some interviews. I did the okay, interviews. Okay. Yeah, I did the interviews, and then they offered a position. I said, of course, why not? Let's do it. And it was a two-year rotation. Wow. So I was supposed to go back to Puerto Rico, but no, I, I stayed. They offered, they made me an offer to stay permanently in the New York offices. And you never looked back? Never looked back. Um, came here. I mean, as a matter of fact, I came here, I and I you know, started transitioning to the role. Mm-hmm. And you obviously, I met a girl. I met a... There you go. Yes. So uh, I met a girl. I started dating her, and now she's my wife. Good for you, man. Yeah, so that's where I say, okay, no turning back. This is So you met in New York. Met in New York. She's Puerto Rican, too, though. Funny, huh? <laughs> that, that, now, did she move from Puerto Rico or born and raised here? She was born and raised in Puerto Rico as well, but okay. she, she moved to New York in uh, 2000. 2000, yes. Okay, so she'd been here a little bit longer than yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Culture shock living here? Uh, honestly. I'm trying to get to Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> it, it, I, I, again, I was young. Okay. So for me, I mean, I was used to work hard. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, we, we put a lot of hours in my previous year when I was in Puerto Rico. So not in terms of the amount of work that I put in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so many things to go, so many new things to, to learn, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, hey, <laughs> one thing that I noticed in New York is, I mean, you see so many weird things uh, walking around. You, know? <laughs> oh, it's like, Whoa. you can't even, you <laughs> can't even, there's nowhere to begin with New York City. Exactly. It's so, a I, strange place. It's awesome, strange, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I've seen some crazy things, yes. That's crazy, man. Move from Puerto Rico. Just yeah, I, I I miss I still miss uh, Puerto Rico, but uh, I look at it uh, like this is my this is my life. This is where my life is. I yeah. Mean, um, uh, moved to PwC, and as we go to the podcast, I mean, now I'm on a different stage in my professional career. Absolutely. Which, uh, 
which I'm really enjoying. And, you know, uh, being being in PwC for that many years and, you know, it, it, it the good thing about working in that kind of a firm mm-hmm. of, of, of it's it's the the work habits that they introduce to you very early on, right? Mm. And and you have to take advantage when you work in this kind of a of a company, take advantage of what they present to you. Learn about the work ethics and the different the the, the wide experience that you're being exposed to mm-hmm. and to the people that you get to know while yeah, you work there. Definitely. Because you, your network it's it's gonna grow immensely. So take advantage of it. Uh, because you don't know where your professional career is going to take you. I thought that I was going to be with PwC for my entire career, mm-hmm. and the opportunity that presented to myself was not the right fit for me, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I, I made the move, and I decided to start uh, my own uh, firm. Absolutely. Yes, uh, we do accounting, tax, and business advisory services. So oh, That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, after after being with PwC for many years, I decided to move on and started my own my own shop. Which is it's uh, nerve wracking, but it's awesome because I feel so relieved in terms of hey, you know what? Now I I decide who is going to be my client, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's toned down, right? It's I'm not dealing with the big multinationals that I was used to be mm-hmm. working with, yeah. But it's more personal as well because you're the people that you're dealing with, they really have skin in the game because it's there, there are real that this is their own business. This is it's like hey, this 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 fail, I fail. Oh, right. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I go it's down. as real as it gets. Exactly. So, and it's so much rewarding when you sit down with these people and you notice, like, hey, let's let's not go that route where you're thinking. Why don't we explore other opportunities? Because this is where we feel that we can add value and where you can end up. And you know, you see in their faces, like, thank you. And and when they have problems and they come to you and they say, I have a big problem, and you sit down with them. And after you sit down with them for a few hours, you say, you know what? Maybe it's not as big as you think it is. Yeah, let's think about it differently, and then and then after that meeting, you feel so much better. Yeah, for it. Yeah, almost like a psychologist. Yes, that's yes. insane, man. Two two things, right? It's uh, you're providing advice, and you're also being a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess my 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 big question is because I I couldn't even I can't even I I couldn't even put my brain into the spot of you go work for this giant company, and you just say, hey, I'm going to open up my own. Like, like, you're working with that those multinational, probably multi-million, if not billion-dollar companies, mm-hmm. and going over to you know medium and small-sized businesses. You may probably you probably deal with some pretty big companies as well. But now your whole pool of clients and people that you do business with is now so much smaller in scale. Very different type of client right i mean even when i sit down with my clients to discuss uh, fees for example mm-hmm. i mean it's like no it's a whole different ball game and again it's that's what i sign up for and i and i truly enjoy it mm-hmm. and and what what i like about my job is i'm sitting down providing a very my experience 20 years 19 20 years working with big multinationals to small business mm-hmm. right and and one of the things that i pride myself when i was working with pwc is you're not only a tax expert you're really a problem solver mm-hmm. because you're thrown out of very big problems complex situations and you're like hey when when we're called to do something it's because it's not easy right it's because yeah. the client felt you know what we need help do it Absolutely, absolutely. So, 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 and that's what I like about what we do. I come and offer my experience to small business owners, 
For example, tomorrow I'm going to have a meeting with a prospective client. It's not my client still. Yeah. But they're distributing liquors in the U.S. Okay. And, hey, I'm very excited because, you know what? I feel like I can add value to this company. And probably they don't have the resource. They definitely don't have the resource to go to a big firm mm -hmm. to engage them and how to establish their business and how to go about their business. But, hey, I, I'm... I, With my experience, I can sit down with them and actually provide that experience to them at a fraction of the price. Mm, yeah, because you're a solo guy and you're not paying for this giant company. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, nobody's going to pay me either uh, what, what we charge at PwC before, right? It's a big company and yeah. the profile of clients is totally different. Mm -hmm. So, our prices are very affordable so, to the kind of, of clients that we're targeting. I got gotcha. you. Now, um, I guess, obviously, the big thing in the news right now is the tax reform. Yeah. And when we had spoken, you know, you're like, it's pretty crazy taking your level of international taxing, or taxes, and now breaking it up into the tax reform. What do you th – I have no idea what the tax reform is at this point. I haven't done enough research on it. I don't want to say I've done research on it because I just haven't even looked into it yet. Mm -hmm. But how is that, that – as far as I know, it affects businesses, and, but not really too many people. Unless you're a high net worth person. Tax reform impacts everyone. Okay. All, all the tax rates for individuals change. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, for the, the so so for for individuals, right, there's still seven brackets. Mm -hmm. And in the case of uh, and, and the lowest is ten percent, highest thirty seven. Previously the highest was I think it was thirty nine point six percent. So yes. Okay. To the high net the guys that make a lot of money, yeah. The rate went down. How do you fall off In this equation, it's going to depend on your personal circumstances. But mm -hmm. I feel like at least for the people that makes in, in the lower end of the range of the salary of mm -hmm. how much they make, th this should be better, they should be better off. Tax okay, that's good. Yes, yes. But it's important to, to know that this is, in the, in the, on the individual side, it's temporary. Mm -hmm. So after 2025, 2026, it's, it's going, all these measures are going to start expiring. Mm. All right? But... For corporations, it's it's good. It's it's pretty good because the rate came down from thirty five percent previously mm -hmm. to twenty one percent. Oh, all right. So it's a pretty big jump. Uh, yeah, pretty big decrease in the rate. Yeah, right. So that's fourteen percent. So, and I, and I, I believe that what the government was trying to do is, hey, let's let's have this company pay less taxes and hopefully they'll invest more in their employees and, yeah, and, their, companies and their companies and and, and and we'll see how that goes, right? I mean, no, nobody knows how a big company is going to react to having all this cash all of a sudden. Yeah. No, so, who knows, right? But I think that that was the thinking. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Really. Yeah, I'd like to think that the additional capital is will is will we'll go into you know that spending that local spending pumping it into your business more research you know i think we're super i don't well, i don't want to say we're not focused but i feel like there's bigger companies that if they had more money they could be doing more research into different things learning whatever it may be mm -hmm. you know i know facebook i haven't heard anything from facebook recently but facebook had had created that um it was like a i don't want to say it was a hover plane but it was basically a solar powered plane that could deliver GPS over a certain like area, over a couple square miles. Mm -hmm. And it would just, based, because it was solar panel, it would just fly around in, base, in large circles providing Wi-Fi. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty crazy. But like, I haven't heard anything ridiculous since then yeah. that somebody's doing. I mean, one of the things that, that tax reform is doing, right, it's moving the U.S. Mm 
mm-hmm. in the international tax base, right? Yeah, absolutely. Where, where, where my experience was, um, from the from being the U.S. usually used to tax corporations on their global income. Okay. Right. So if you have a U.S. corporation with operations in Australia, for example, it will pay taxes on its income in the U.S. and on its income in Australia. Everything. Oh, it's got to get complicated. It is. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why this. The, that's why international tax was such a. Good business, right? It was yeah. pretty complicated. But the the niche in this is you don't pay taxes until that cash, that money that was generated in Australia was distributed to the U.S. So, for example, if you got a U.S. company that makes $1,000, okay. $500 in the U.S. and $500 in Australia, mm-hmm. even though ultimately... The U.S. the that company was going to pay taxes on the thousand dollars on not the five hundred that they make in Australia will not pay taxes in the U.S. until there was a dividend to the U.S. Uh, so whatever's left over, yes, when whenever it the the, the money it's bring over to the U.S. that's when it gets taxed in the U.S. There are a whole lot of exceptions to that. I was going to say there sounds like there could be some crazy stuff that's going There's on. There's a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff going on. I, I, we can we can talk about that, but that's just like. People are not interested in that, right? I, I, really, the general idea behind that is that companies were leaving that cash overseas, yes, to defer taxation. Absolutely, right. So that's where Apple. It's in the news all over, right? That they have I don't know how many billions of dollars, two hundred fifty billion. Let's call it two hundred billion dollars in cash, mm-hmm. but like two thirds or seventy five percent of it is offshore. Mm. Because they don't want to start distributing those dividends because of the tax that yeah, they have to pay in the U.S. Hit. Yeah, so they just defer that income, bringing it back to the U.S. Now with tax reform, they're moving from a worldwide basis system mm-hmm. to a territorial system. What does that mean? What that means is the same thousand dollars in the U.S. This U.S. company makes a thousand dollars in the mm-hmm. U.S. It's five hundred in the U.S. and five hundred in Australia. Yeah. Now the new rules say no, you're only you're only going to pay five hundred dollars in the U.S. Whatever you make in Australia is not going to pay tax in the U.S. That's territorial. Okay. Because you, you're going to pay taxes based on the where you earn the money. Mm. In general terms, that's that's the new system. But in order to to move to that system, you have to tax all the earnings. Previously, the previous earnings. So, for example, if you have earnings from prior years, prior to 2000, 2017 and going back, mm-hmm. all that money didn't ever pay taxes in the U.S., and that's those are under the old rules where it's based on a worldwide system. Okay. So there is a one-time tax mm-hmm. to pay for all those uh, earnings that you have accumulated previously in those oh, foreign jurisdictions. Oh, could be a lot of money. Yes. So so there is going to be, it's called a toll charge, okay. where companies are going to pay taxes on their previously on tax earnings that are sitting offshore. Okay? Sounds good. There's well, like, a, the companies can can uh, kind of like to pay it over eight years, I believe. Okay. But but there is a big hit right off the bat. Yes. Well, if, if you see the, if, if you've been paying attention to the financial releases of the big companies lately, they're, all of them are, are, most of them are recording tax charges, tax additional tax expense to record for this and mm-hmm. and other measures related to tax reform, right? Yeah, that, that's more accounting matters. That I feel it's very complicated. But one of those is, yes, they now need to accrue for those foreign earnings the t- amount of taxes they're going to pay on it. Was that clear? Hmm, maybe. Yeah. No, it definitely was. Um, just absolutely bizarre how that 
how the money is getting going to get moved. And then now all these entities, right? So they already paid the tax. So there's no benefit in this cash sitting offshore. Yeah. Unless they actually need it, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure that they need cash in Australia to fund their Australian operations. Of course. And if they want to acquire a company in Japan, whatever, uh, they can use the cash in Australia to go out and make that, that purchase of that mm -hmm. company. But if there's no need for the cash, one alternative is, hey, we already pay tax on it. So why don't you just move it to the U.S.? Mm. Yeah. And then that's going to be a tremendous amount of cash coming in, coming in in the next few years. Uh, that is sitting offshore, and that's where they're saying, "Hey, uh, we the the government is betting that, hey, what are these companies going to do with yeah. that cash? Because there's a, a tremendous, there's a potentially tremendous amount of influx of cash heading back home to the U.S. Mm. So I can definitely see how it's going to benefit. I hope benefit it. us. No, well, it depends, right? Because companies can can take that cash and go buy stock, their own stock, right? And, yeah. To to bump their stock price, but who knows? I mean, yes, that's pro probably part of what they're going to do with that cash mm -hmm. or they can actually go and say hey you know what let's pay a thousand bucks bonus to our employees or let's uh let's start increases our r&d so that you know there's a, mm -hmm. a, a a whole amount of things that they could do with the cash it's just remains to be seen no absolutely that's incredible though all that money that all that money is that's going to be flown in and yeah then, the, and we're then, hoping for that right because i mean absolutely. at the end of the day if this works out it's good for everyone no a hundred percent um I can, I mean, obviously I'll never be able to see all the books, but, you know, just to see where all that money actually is sitting, you know, who's got money here, who's got money here, you know, I'm sure there's money hidden everywhere, which blows my mind because just conceptually, like everybody thinks about Amazon, like that's oh, a cool company, but like how much money does Amazon have? You know, how much is Amazon worth and how much does it actually have? You know, even just trying to, let's just say it's got a billion dollars sitting around or $250 billion or $200 billion, like $200 billion. Like conceptually, most people can't even put that together. You know, how much money is a even a billion, let alone $200 billion? I, th I think that there was a, a spot of reform. Uh, there were some... Uh of the offices in Congress that kind of make an estimate of how much cash is sitting offshore from this, uh, from the big multinationals. And I think they estimated it around $2 trillion. Two trillions with a T. Yeah, that's... That's just like crazy money. Like a lot of money. <laughs> that's crazy money. Like $2 trillion. Something around that nature, yeah. A, a big, a big chunk, a, big, a lot of cash. That's, that's insane. $2 trillion. Mm-hmm. That is so much, so much money. Yeah, and I think, and I think that what, what they did, and um, I thought that I read this, is they just, um, you can look at the financial statements. So the the uh, public companies, they they issue financial statements. Yes, right? yes, and it's public. I mean, it, you and mm -hmm. me, we can go and watch it, and they they'll tell you, yeah. hey, the company has ten dollars in cash, two in the U.S. and eight dollars offshore. So hey, you can take that and add it up and. To tell you how much. Yeah, and those are only public companies. Yeah. That's not even the private companies. Yeah. That, those I mean, are more difficult to obtain the data, right? Yeah. I mean, God. There's, I mean, and, there's, and I'm sure there's so many giant, these monstrous companies that are privately owned. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, they're probably not going to be as big as like Amazon and Apple, but just, oh, excuse me, I keep burping. Just to have that much capital sitting around offshore in other countries 
you're getting the opportunity to pull it back if you need to or if you want to and obviously the numbers have to work out right because nobody's going to just say hey let's bring all my money in and if you're private you know you don't have to advertise those numbers and just to be able to do that alone is just insane that they could oh you know I'm a multinational company I have this 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 and then to be able to bring all that in and like I said you know rebuy stock invest it back in their company it's like that could that could have over the next Whatever you said, eight years, right? Well, they they have eight years. They kind of like to have uh, to pay the toll charge in eight years okay. installments. Yeah, um, but that's a tremendous amount of cash flow coming in that's finally not sitting offshore. And and you know, there's obviously going to keep cash in some areas. You know, if you got to keep it in China, you got to keep it in Australia, whatever it may be. But just to be able to have that ability to do that, you pay your taxes over the course of the eight years, which. If you're that big of a company, eight year, paying something back in eight years, you're probably not even going to feel it. And then to do what with that money? Like, how is that going to my, – my thought is, how is that going to affect the market? Because that's, that's what it ultimately affects me. You know, are they going to start – is Amazon or Apple or all these companies going to start buying their shares back? How's that like – Well, I, I, I have to think that the market has already, in, like, kind of embedded the, the – Tax reform is. I mean, it's at twenty six two hundred. I check it this year. This today it closed at twenty six two hundred. So. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going up. <laughs> it's, for sure. it's, it's, it's yeah, it's already. I, I believe that tax reform is already embedded in the market, the the fair market value. So it's embedded, but do you think it's the effect? How long the effect's going to last? <laughs> I wish I know <laughs> <laughs> the million dollar question. The million dollar question, because it, it's just crazy. I mean, I, I, we were sitting here talking about it the other day, and my generation. Most generations haven't seen a bull market like this, other than you know the right before two thousand eight. But that wasn't even that was an that was a bubble. Like it just exploded. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you some people made money hand over fist. You know, if you did it right. Now it's it's kind of crazy because people are like, oh, it's a bubble. It's a bubble. There's going to be a correction, and there's always a correction. I think we're due for a correction, but it's you know it's not nearly what it was then. And now with this coming in, how is that going to affect everything else? Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting to see really how big a correction is going to be whenever it happens. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And now the real question is, you know, when that does happen, how does that affect people in your industry? Because I don't know how CPAs work. I just know you guys do the numbers and makes magic happen out of whatever it is. But like that's the craziest thing to me is you know you're 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 basically funneling all this data on the numbers and commas and all that kind of stuff yeah and, and and one thing that for example in my industry is gonna is gonna be very important now is hey i i'm not dealing with this big multinationals anymore right so mm-hmm. i'm more focused on the on the small and mid-sized businesses and, and what are those those are mo- mostly mainly um flow-through entities okay. right people that have their llcs so they open yep. a business and they do an llc and they have a flow-through entity what's yep. a flow-through entity an entity that doesn't pay taxes by itself so that the, the owners are the ones that pick up that income Mm. In their tax return, in their individual tax return. I got you. Right? So such as partnerships, single members, LLCs, S-corporations, and whatnot. And <clears throat> there are new rules for those now in the, in, under, the, under tax reform. And if, if you're in that space, in, in the, if, if you're a flow-through entity, I will talk to your tax advisor or your CPA to see how you can take advantage of this or at least know how it will impact your business. Because, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I think that in most cases it should be good. Because mm-hmm. there's an additional deduction, twenty percent on on the net income of the flow through, mm-hmm. 
unqualified net income. Again, that's why you need to talk to your advisor because there's a lot of nuances and complications. But in a nutshell, you get an additional deduction unless you're in a service, uh, you're in the service industry, such as me, attorneys and and CPAs. <laughs> they they get some limitation on how to on how to, they can benefit on this. But uh, engineers and and uh, architects. Does it, do not apply the service industry's uh, limitations and uh, mm, okay whatnot. yeah yeah but but yeah but if you're a flow through I mean there's there's a lot of good things that you can take advantage of so you might want to n- know how this will impact you and if there's anything you can do to take advantage of it. God damn, proactive. Do you think now? Do you think more businesses? Because that this now this has come this has come out. Obviously, it's extremely public. Everybody in the, everybody knows at this point what's happening. But do you think that the business owner is going to be very proactive with this, or it's going to be you know like the av- I don't want to say the average American, but you know most Americans where it's like oh shit, it's tax time. I got to get all my paperwork over to my accountant so they can hammer out that that stuff, and you're crunching and crunching and crunching last minute. Well. Again, there's uh, there's corporate America, right? I think corporate America is all over this because mm-hmm. they have to report earnings and they need to really know how yeah. this will impact. Then there's the small and mid-sized business <laughs> that doesn't have the resources that b- big corporations mm-hmm. have, right? So Fair enough. Most of these uh, small and medium-sized businesses, they're focused on the operation. The taxes is like, hey, if I, if, if I can get a handle of it, I will. Mm-hmm. But right now, the most important for me thing for me is go out and make the sale and make a living, mm-hmm. right? What I would encourage them to do is seek out some advice early on to see how you can take advantage of it. Because, I yes, I know that sometimes it's not their priority and they don't pay attention to it. Of course. Me being a CPA in this new role. You have to know. <clears throat> I'm on top of the changes. but I, And I try to advise my <laughs> clients. Problem is, hey, they don't come to me until they have a problem. Of course. Right? Because they, they are as much as proactive as I want to be. Mm-hmm. Again, they're just focusing on their business. They're like, yeah. hey, you know, I, I need, yeah, 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 we'll talk, Josue. Let's put something in the calendar next week. And then next week is, <laughs> you know what? A meeting came in. I need to go out and uh, go to Connecticut to try and sell this. And I understand, right? At the yeah. end of the day, the business is more important. Of course. But but if you can get a handle on this, your prof, I mean, you can increase your profits and save some money, which is yeah, at the end absolutely. of the day, that's what you want to do. I, I mean, I feel like... I, I always feel like this, and, and this is, I'm sure Dr. Greg Barron, who I've had on my show, is going to agree, but, you know, the best way to do a lot of things is being very proactive. You know, hey, it comes out, you know, it might take accountants a couple of weeks to get up to speed with, with the, I mean, I'm sure learning about the tax reform is probably not something you could do in one night. It's probably a couple of days of studying and learning and how it's going to affect businesses. And and. and- not only that, I mean, you have to look at it in practice because I get I can read it as much as I can, mm-hmm. right? But then it's when, when I when, and when you come to me, you're gonna come with a certain set of facts that probably it's not okay. This is not <laughs> when you read the, when you read the law. I mean, they did it in a week, right? They try to put something together in a couple of weeks, something that's so so much complicated. So there's a lot of thing that hasn't been addressed. So yeah. when we go when we and that's where we're saying, hey, they, there's a lot of interpretations to be had. So that's now, why how does that like how does that affect? Like business. Well, well something is. Uh, I mean, again, as long as you can sit down and you can support a conclusion, mm-hmm. a reasonable conclusion based on the law, on your reading of the law, then there's some positions to be taken out there. Again, that's mm. why you need to be on top of it and sit down with your accountants, attorneys, just to make sure that you know, hey, how how can I take advantage? How can I maximize my benefit here? That's crazy that it's an interpretation. 
everything is an interpretation, right? I mean, it, when in terms yes. of in terms of law, yeah. when everything is not clear cut in the law, there's an interpretation to be to be had. Then, when this thing matures, right, mm-hmm. and and there starts to be some regulations and some guidance written by the IRS, mm-hmm. then there's going to be more clarity. But that's not going to happen until. A year, two years, who knows, right? They're, yeah, they're gonna, when they catch up. Exactly. They're going to start addressing the big ticket items, right? It's it's like everything. Hey, I, I have this many resources, so I have to get the biggest man for the buck. Yeah, so, 100%. So, so that's, that's I, I believe that that's how they're going to approach it, right? They're going to go on target. Hey, uh, this is the resources I have. Where is where I see the biggest loopholes in this legislation that is going to cost the government the most amount of money, and that's what they're probably going to tackle first. Yeah. No, definitely. That's oh man, that's so crazy that it's all left for interpretation. Like, not all, all left for interpretation, right? Of but course. there is a lot yeah, of yeah. There's you have guidelines, and then the rest, a lot of its interpretation as well. But it's just like it's crazy to see, you know, hey, this is what's going to be happening. Now it's up to your CPA to read it, understand it, and then apply it to your set of facts exactly to see how it might benefit you or it could benefit you or what you could do mm-hmm. to remediate something that's going to hurt you yeah a hundred percent that's just the craziest thing well it's not i mean that's that, well it's normal for you mm-hmm. but like i don't own my own business so when you're i've been realizing this more and more as i go on in life when you start because I, I deal with a lot of businesses when you start to go into doing all of this you know when you're i'll have conversations with friends and i'm talking about different things of businesses and business you know moves and stuff and this and that and the other thing and you know cash flow and how it's going to work and holding things over you know whatever it may be you can see there's a loss of of understanding between you know somebody who's not involved in dealing with business, dealing with people's finances and stuff like that, and then going to the opposite side of the spectrum where you are involved, you know, there's that disconnect. So when you're saying all this, it's like, oh, my God, I don't – I'm like, how the hell would that even – like, even if I did have a business, how, how would I even go about that? How, does, how do I attack that, you know? But when you're not even remotely involved, getting to, getting to a point where you can absorb all of that information, how it really impacts – business and finance and what that money will do that's where it gets crazy yeah yeah there is a there's a lot of uh again i I will encourage all businesses at some point right now now that for example now it's the tax filing season yeah so in march april they're going to be filing tax returns Mm -hmm. i think that if you're the accountant right you'll say hey you know what by the way same set of facts as you have now mm-hmm. with tax free from this is how it looks like. Mm. That's something that I will I will encourage the the, the business owners like, hey guys, can look I mean, into it now. Yeah, I mean you're you're doing you're going through it now. So hey, if if so now okay, now there's something new. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's gonna impact me, right? This is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so now that we're filing my taxes, how, how would it if, if I take this same numbers, how would it look like next year when I file again under mm. tax refund? Right, because one thing that everyone should know is that even though it was passed in December 2017, it's not effective until January 1st, 2018. So next year, next year's tax filings, that's what you're going to see all mm. the impact of this. So this changes. You bring up a great point. The, now the real question is, how many 
CPAs and financial individuals are going to be the ones that are being proactive, you know, sitting down with the business owner, sitting down with, you know, the people and saying, you know, how much t- the, the real question is how much time does it actually take? You know, is it something you could just bang into the computer and then, hey, you get your answer right away? Or is it something that you have to recrunch numbers for? Is it I doubling think, the th- amount of time? I think the the answer is probably the CPA or the consultant. I mean, if if it was me, just you just make an investment, right? And you say, hey, I'm I'm not gonna crunch every number, but hey, based on the rules, general reading of the rules, yeah, this is idea. this is this is how it should directionally go, uh, right? And that's then good. And, and then we discuss, like, hey, do you want to pursue this further, see or not? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, uh, we'll, we'll put on investment. We'll sit down and say, okay, this is how it looks like now. In tax reform, based on the general reading of the rules, general interpretation, and this is yeah, how yeah. it should look. Boom. Generally, this is how I think you should be next year based on tax reform. Yeah. Yeah. Here's not an exact number. but No, of course not, right? You want, you want the exact number, then then we have to sit down and, and start. And really go through it. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's it's definitely smart. You know, for people that are listening – this is obviously some great advice because getting that idea, the thing is how many people aren't going to, you know, how much time does it take? You know, even if you have that extra bit of time, you know, if you're a, an accountant that does mainly tax returns and obviously a lot of accountants help businesses as well. But if you have a lot of tax returns, how much time can you actually spend being proactive and saying, hey, these are going to be your new numbers? Even, you know, even if it takes five minutes, you know, how, Five minutes per tax return, and I think it's a very fair, very fair point what you're what you're making. And I don't think it's probably something that you'll have by April 15 when you do your return, but yeah. that's something that you could sit down and say, "Hey, right after April 15, let's take this additional month and start going through all the your clients, your big clients, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, let's sit down and see how this is going mm-hmm. to impact them, so that we can start having a conversation for next year." Yeah, no, I agree. I is agree. That, and I'm not saying that that's. The perfect solution because ideally you start now, but at least you're tackling it before this time next year. Yeah, and then then it's crunch time. Then then it's and just then, like you're you're just taking care of it. Like hey, whatever. I mean, there's nothing yep. I can do now. You yeah. just have to do it. Always got to be proactive in everything. Yeah, that's at least a solution, right? That at least you tackle it not precisely whenever you wanted to do yeah. it, but but right after the busy season. Yeah, absolutely. And the crazy, the other crazy part is too, you know, those tax brackets are huge. You know, it's what what always blew my mind is, you know, it's not always how much money you make. You know, if you if you hit a certain point before that threshold, you know, if you make a couple thousand dollars extra, you're going to get hit even harder. Yeah. You know, it, you got to find that sweet spot where the where it makes sense. You know, I, I deal with a lot of friends and stuff like that. They're like, oh, I just got hit into the new tax bracket. So now I got to pay even more money and I made less money this year, even though I got a raise. Like, I'm like, that's insane. You got to raise this year. And you're making less money because you're in a new tax bracket. You just hit the new tax bracket now, and they're taking more money from you, a, a greater percentage. I'm like, that's absurd that that's something that people have to think about because it could be, you know, four or five thousand dollars when you're making fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars is a good chunk of money. Yeah, I mean, that's the nature of the tax system, right? The more you make, the more you're going to pay. I mean, that's. Uh, that, yeah. I wish I could tell you that. Hey, there's no taxes, but. <laughs> It's crazy, man. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely crazy for sure. Yep. Yep. Yes. God. Be proactive, people. That's insane. Now, how do you now how does a CPA cuz I'm so far outside of this realm. I do obviously with technology, but how does a like how do you you know what what do you get a 
email that says, hey, here's the new laws. Do you have to go find it? Do you have to Google it? Like, And how do you get your basically your continued education? Is there something requirements that a CPA has to go through? Because I know nothing about this. Well, yes. I mean, we're... we're when you're CPA, right? It's a it's you, you have you're regulated by the state, so okay. you you got to go to the state, and you have to yes, you have to have some CPA requirements. Uh, I think it's I what I do is I do forty credits okay. every year, and you have to have one hundred and twenty over a period of three years. Okay, that, and that's how I go about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's easier. Like, hey, I'll just go out, I get my forty credits every year, and I make sure I comply. Yeah. Um, how I do it, for example, personally. I like to get in front of people and teach people. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, so you could get credit even teaching other people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be teaching. I think it's February 23rd. I'm going to the I'm gonna be presenting to the uh, Washington Heights and the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in New York City, teaching about tax reform. Hey, that's that's the best way to learn about the topic, yeah. right? It's you now, if you go yourself. to that class, you get credit too. Yes, if you're a CPA, yeah, yeah. God damn! Thanks for reminding me because I'm going to talk to them and make sure that they that there's some some paperwork that needs to be of filed course. by them so that that yes, but it, that will be a class that will be uh, eligible for credits if they do the paperwork. Thanks for reminding me because I'm going to do that. No, no problem. Man. They had to do it just for me to get credit too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because you don't want to waste your time up there. No, it's not going to waste my time either. I mean, again, I'm teaching. Get the added benefit. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, there, you might as well make the extra. Uh, Get the credit for it. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Yeah, so I, me myself, I'm teaching myself. Uh, so because that's the best way to learn. Like, hey, uh-huh. if whenever you're sitting in front of a hundred people, you better know what you're talking about. <laughs> right? Because if not, you got to make a fool of yourself. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like, hey, that's the best way to learn about something. Whenever you f- don't feel comfortable about a topic, the best way to feel comfortable about it is go teach it. But what if you don't know it that well? You have to sit down and study. <laughs> Hey, again, so you, again that, and that's one of the things that I learned in my time at PwC is, hey, mm-hmm. it's a big organization, right? And they have these national conferences. So whatever you don't feel comfortable about, about a topic, you just volunteer. Like, hey, there's a national seminar, a national conference, and they need to structure uh, people to teach this topic. And that's something that I better know for my next engagement. Mm. I don't know it very well. So you know what? I'm going to force myself. I'm going to go teach it. I gotcha. Then I, I, you still have to do your work. It's not like yeah. they're going to tell you, hey, so from 8 to 12, I'm going to give you four <laughs> hours so that you can't. No, you still have to deliver the same yeah. amount of work. And then you have to stay from 6 to 10 to know about the subject. Hey, it's not ideal. But, hey, if you if you want to succeed in life. Yeah, you got to go the extra miles. Yes, exactly. 100%. Now, you said you, you passed the bar exam, too. Yes, in Puerto Rico. I have a license in Puerto Rico. I haven't sit down for the bar in New York. I'm thinking you, about it though. Really? I was just gonna say, are you gonna do it, Harrison? Harrison, I'm thinking about <laughs> it. I gotta, I gotta tell you something, man. When I did my law school, it wasn't the easiest time because I was, no. I was with PwC, right? So, okay, I was, I was. Wait, you do- got, you passed the bar while you're working for this major company. Yes, yes. and doing your, all your. I, I, I did. My, I studied at night, so I took class at nights, and then I. Took the bar and I passed it. Yes, and and it was it was a hard time because whenever you do this kind of things, you have to set up priorities. What's your priority? Is it your work or is yeah. it studying? For oh, me, it wasn't damn, my work dude. because I was doing it to complement what I was doing at work. Yeah. So my grades were not the greatest, but I did it. I passed. Yeah, okay. And then I sit. I and then I sit for the for the bar and I passed it. But man, it was it was rough for years. They now is the is the Puerto Rican bar exam. 
very different from the New York State Bar exam? You just, or? You just have to sit down and study for the different nuances. I mean, and then you just sit down and take the bar. Um, it's probably going to require me about a month, month's time of work, of reading and studying. And that's what I'm... I'm, I know that I have the option. Yeah. Uh, I'm not there yet. That's pretty crazy, man, that you did that and now you're thinking about doing it. Now, if you were to go – so now my, my next question uh, is pretty simple. But, you know, if you were to go – let's say you were like, hey, February, I'm taking the bar. I'm going to study all month. You know, March 1, taking the bar, going to be good to go. What would you do with it? Well, first of all, I cannot do it February because now I'm working for my clients for <laughs> the April deadline, right? What would I do with it? I think that – Like would first, it help you? Yes, in, it will. It, in yes, the CPA it, side? Yes, or? because in the, uh, when I'm going to – I'm actually – I have a CPA firm, so I cannot practice law while I'm being a CPA, meaning let's say that I have a, a client mm-hmm. and I we take a position. Mm-hmm. And the IRS contradicts the position. It's not does not agree with our position. Mm-hmm. And then we go to court. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to hand it to the attorney, right? Uh, so these attorneys will take it over and represent the client in court. CPA wouldn't do that. Me, by being an attorney, could do it, but not under my CPA firm, right? Uh, so you'd have to have, like, two companies. Yes, yes. And then you float back. God damn, no, that's well, weird. I, I, uh, to be completely honest with you, yeah. I don't even know if I could do that, right? If okay. I could have both and then you say, no, no, but I'm just leaving my CPA hat here. Yeah, I'll just yeah, go yeah. There. <laughs> I don't think you could do that. <laughs> never thought my – never crossed my mind, right? But I think that then you do other type of work. Instead of instead of being a CPA firm, then you become a, 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 an attorney, a law firm. Damn. Yes. Now, now, so now – and then if you went and you did this, would you still – would you migrate over to just doing law and maybe like I'm sure there's probably financial law or something of that nature? Um, would you decide, hey, you know, this is now my new career path. I'm going to go do financial law, or are you going to say, hey, you know, I'm just going to take my my knowledge. I, I passed the bar and going to take my knowledge and now just apply it to the C, being a CPA. Yeah, that, and that's why I haven't taken the bar, right? It's because I I have the knowledge. I just don't need the bar to do what I'm doing. Yes. One hundred percent. So, so if if I do take the bar, it's because I want to do something else. Mm. I like what I'm doing. I like dealing with numbers. So I, that's why becoming an attorney, it's really haven't crossed my mind taking the bar here. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that hey, it's something that it's there, and I have the option if I wanted to do it. Yeah. So it's good to have options. I like that. You're definitely smart enough to pass the bar. There's no doubt about that. You're a genius. <laughs> Well, I, 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 this is my thinking about tests, right? If <laughs> if you're gonna take a test and you study, you're gonna pass it. Uh, see, I don't. Uh, I'm a terrible test taker. Me too. But again, you put oh. some time on it, you'll pass it. I'm a horrible test. The craziest part, and I never realized this until like college hit, and I would know the topic so well. I mean, I could go up, I could talk about, it, I could teach, I could teach the topic. I knew it so well, and it happened in a couple different subjects. And um, the one I'm thinking about just off the top of my head was is you know history, and I was terrible at history. The worst. Couldn't pass history for the life of me. And I started getting into podcasting. And I'm like, there's got to be a way that I could learn about history for history class. That's semi-interesting because history class is so boring. Like the most boring class that you could possibly have. If you're not interested in history. And I wasn't necessarily not interested in history, but it was just a very uninteresting format that that I was learning in. 
So I thought, I'm like, how do I figure out how to absorb more of this information? Watching movies, yes, but you only get two hours, you know, or an hour. Even if you watch a multi-document, multi-series documentary, they're pretty dry the whole time. So okay, great. There's eight segments of you know World War One. Wonderful, but like, they're so boring. So I'm like, how do I learn this? So I started listening to podcasts, and my history class just happened to be on New York City. Uh, because I was like, oh, that's a pretty interesting class, you know, history of New York City. I'll learn all about New York City. You know, I'm, I'm from here. I should probably learn about it. So I found these guys on um, the podcasting app called the Bowery Boys. And all they did was talk about New York City history. Hmm. And like a drug, I just listened and listened and listened. My commute was 40 minutes to school, 40 minutes back. I was crushing like an hour and a half of podcasting every day, you know, give or take a couple minutes. And, you know... If I'm going there three days a week, I'm learning four and a half hours of pot of real knowledge, not taught to me by a professor who's teaching to, and no offense to anybody, but like the lowest common denominator. They have to make sure that the knowledge is going to be soaked up by everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't go too far too fast because you know if you have a handful of students that aren't going to aren't going to absorb it, you know what are you really doing? Great, you're helping out. A, you got to help out the whole class so I could absorb it. And if I and the nice part is if I miss something. I just rewind. I, re- I rewind. Yeah. You know. Oh, if I, you know, hey, I really need to brush up on this topic. Boom. We had to present. Presenting, I could teach like a rock star. Just boom, spit out the now. He even like, I don't want to say interrogated me, but he was just like, oh, you know, oh, could you go more in depth about this? Just rapid fire the whole time, and everybody was like, how does this kid know about? Hit, like New York City and all this, and my my topic specifically was on like Roosevelt, and how he influenced the city. And they did a whole episode on Roosevelt. So it was great. It was all fresh in my head. I listened to it on the way in. They did a couple episodes that involved him both prior and after after his reign as well. So I knew everything leading up, his whole thing, and everything ex- exiting it. Crushed it. A-plus on the, on, the, on, the, uh, on the project. Went to take the test. The test. All in stuff I learned. But there's just something like shell shock. I sit down with that test, and it's just like, what is going on? I'm like, is this, is this, is this, is this? I'm like, well, it's kind of this, but it's also not really that. And the teacher was even impressed. He's like, what happened on the test? I'm like, I'm just not a good test taker. <laughs> so that's my big thing. Like, I just suck at taking tests. Yeah. I can know the know the whole thing inside now, but, it, you know, you put that piece of paper in front of me, I crumble. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I can I can get that. I can, can relate to that. It's, it's terrible, man. Yeah. Me, I mean, I've, I've been taking – so many of this te- damn tests and throughout my years that you know yeah well if you're gonna be if you got pests in the bar <clears> it's all <throat> tests man yeah that's crazy yeah and i never really read either and i never the thing is too you know now textbooks you can just listen to them you can listen to the whole i mean textbooks are a little bit harder to find but you can just listen to a lot of these things and back prior to that you know if i had to learn science i had to actually sit there and read and read and read and read, and then if I didn't understand, I have to read again and read again, and then now you just listen to the whole thing. You know, if you want to refresh, you just listen to the whole thing. Forty-five minutes, it's done. Perfectly explained the whole nine. And I was like, that's insane that I can finally learn something so quickly in my car driving. I don't have to take any breaks, and it's just going. And if it doesn't get, if it doesn't catch the first time, okay. it's in a format that I could just let me replay it. Done. And you don't even have to listen to the whole thing, right? You can just rewind. And yeah, play just jump you want. to that part. I mean, it's insane, man. Yes, it, it is. It does. It really is. Technology. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going, 
I'm going to talk to my partner and see if we can start doing something like this. Like, hey, talk to 10 minutes about a topic, do a podcast. The Rivera Montes A lot of people are doing it, man. It's like the new craze, podcasting. Um, You know, more and more people I see uh, that are trying to get into, I don't want to say the industry because I'm not sure if it's an industry podcasting. I don't know. I don't really know how that would work if if it's considered that. But, you know, everybody is starting – the one thing, I, the biggest thing I've realized in this in this movement is freemium. There's you have free, you have a free version of pretty much everything, but then you have a premium version to unlock the ex, the extras. Yes. So obviously, you know, if somebody Joe Schmo wants to learn about, oh, you know, uh, being well, how a CPA or how my finances are gonna affect me, they go to your podcast and they listen. But obviously, they can't get you to they can't do all the work they need to go to you so that's the premium side or if there's you know you could a lot of people i'm seeing too is also they're releasing extra podcasts or extra web web courses and stuff like that but it's all paid so you have you know oh my general knowledge but you know if you want to learn how to get into the the nitty-gritty then you got to pay for it which i think is a pretty interesting topic because i i personally enjoy it you know if if I get to use something for free and I enjoy it, I have no problem paying for it. But it's kind of like you get to test drive your car before you buy it, you know. Now more than ever, you're spending these giant sums of money on software, hardware, stuff like that. You know, to be able to try something, see if it's going to be a good fit for you. And if it is, great. If it's not, you know, you find the next thing. It, yeah. And then you actually pay for what you want. That's incredible. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, and hey, at least, as you said, they at least they – let you try it mm-hmm. before you make an investment. So that's I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna move that. Like like starting experimenting with that. This is the first time I do a podcast, so it's Welcome, awesome. Man. Yeah, it's a, a lot of people's first time, and that's the crazy part is too. You know, I see there's some there's what is it? There's forty thousand something podcast. I think it's yeah, even higher than that. But there's all these podcasts out there, and there's so many people that are untapped. And there's so many people that don't take that next step into doing it. That's the cra- that's the craziest thing, you know. Yeah, I think I think that that's where a lot of people uh, like fails. Like, hey, just try it. Like, man, it's like don't say you're gonna do it. Do it. Absolutely. You have to execute. If you don't execute, I mean, you lost 100 percent of the shots you don't try. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, firm believer in that. You know, it, it's and that applies to everything. Not just that, you know, if you don't go out and try something, you'll never know what it's like, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, try that terrible food, try that, whatever, you know, you never know, you might, you might like it. That's, that's what I, that's, that, that's what I was going with, uh, training, right? Like teaching, like, hey, whenever you don't feel comfortable doing something, mm-hmm. go do it. Absolutely. I mean, get yourself out of your comfort zone. That's, that's how you're going to get better. So, hey, if, Absolutely. There's, if there's something that you don't feel comfortable doing, do it. Because once you do it two or three times, then you're going to be comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. And, then and then, then you can move to something else. Yes. Progression. Yeah. That's that's insane. And you obviously experienced that with everything that you've done. What, but- Every time that I go talk to a client, I'm throwing myself out of my comfort zone because I don't know what, what I'm going to see in, that, in this meeting, next of meeting. Of course. It's of like, course. okay, I, I'm sure that I'll know some stuff. There's other stuff that I'm not going to know. Uh-huh. You know what? And then that's where you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to get back to you. And then you have to sit down and say, okay, so how do I implement this fact? Where, where, where do I incorporate what I know into his facts and what mm. I need to research to get him the answer? Mm. Yeah, no. There's no doubt about it. It's. Do you think people have an issue getting out of their comfort zone now because of the internet? 
obviously you've you've and you have a pretty diverse background between being a CPA, you know, having passing the bar and stuff like that. Do you think how does that affect what you see? Yes, people do have a a hard time getting out of their comfort zone, right? And and I'm hoping that the people listening to this podcast will think about it because I mean, you're the only one that is holding yourself back. Mm-hmm. I mean, the opportunities are out there. If there's something that interests you, even if it's something that you're not comfortable with, go out and do it. Make mistakes. That's how you learn, right? I yeah. mean, no one, no one uh, started doing something and it was they were good at the first time. No, they were good at the fourth and fifth try, mm-hmm. but they learn from their mistakes. Of course, go out, make mistakes. There's nothing wrong with making mistakes. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree 100. percent As long as you learn from your mistakes, right? Because if, <laughs> if you're not learning from them, then yes, it is wrong to make mistakes. You, know? you got to learn from them. Sometimes some mistakes are harder to learn from than others. Sure, right? <laughs> at least at least don't make them worse <laughs> next time. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So now <laughs> when you I'm still so curious about passing the bar and being a CPA, you know, going through all of that. You know, my I guess my my next question is what made you decide to stay in New York if you passed the bar in Puerto Rico? To and and then was that out of your comfort zone? <laughs> Good question. So I moved to New York and I I was a CPA licensed to practice in Puerto Rico and I had my bar exam in Puerto Rico. Okay. Moved to New York and I did all the paperwork to get my CPA my CPA bar in the, my CPA license in New York. Mm. So I have both licenses now. And then again, the opportunity is there to go out and take the bar exam. It's mm-hmm. just of my choosing. I'm not doing it because I believe that there's many things that are out of my comfort zone that I can go out and pursue. And and, I, and I'm talking about that seriously. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So so when when I when I started my career, I came here, I started doing something that I never did in my life. And I did it for two and a half years being in that Latin American group. Then there was a big opportunity to work for a huge client at a disengagement for three and a half years. Definitely out of my comfort zone. Nothing that I'd done <laughs> in my life. I went there, I did it. As of a course, matter of fact, yeah. after three years I say I went out. I went yeah. out because I feel like I'm I'm just wasting my time here now. That's crazy. And then you, I came and I did the last day that my, my last rotation, which was a more uh, modeling of cash redeployment and foreign tax credit, a bunch of complicated stuff from international tax. And I said, you know what? My next step, what is it? And then it was some things about moving myself, relocating to another country. And, you know, I have a wife and two kids. And we, we sat down, we discussed, and I would say, you know what? This is not what we want to do. Yeah, no, it doesn't absolutely. fit our 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 long term goals. So you know what? Mm. I'm going out my comfort zone. I'm going to start my own shop. I got you. And, and this is awesome. Again, I I'm, I'm meeting with new people every day. I'm getting myself in front of so many people, such as you. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's awesome. I mean, I feel it's like uh, again my first podcast. I was out of my comfort zone, but this is I feel that this is awesome. I should be doing this at least once a week. <laughs> you know, dude, you can, man. It's you know, it's funny because. This is it's now so easy to get into podcasting for most people, you know, back in I don't want to say back in the day because it was a handful of years ago now. I mean, podcasts really started taking off in 2000, I think, seven, eight, nine was like the, the initial podcast movement. But, you know, nobody really knew how to, any of this worked. And now everything is getting to the point where you could go start your own podcast like that. Like that's the that's one of the coolest things. Also, is that you know there's little to no barriers to entry. Like even with this thing, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew 
nothing about any of this. I still think I don't know. I still don't know that much about any of this, but I'm just learning. <laughs> little trial by fire. Does it work? Great. Hey, hey, Harrison, we were talking about it. Uh, were you afraid of making mistakes? No. You said, you know what? I like it. I want to do it. I'm yeah. going to make a few mistakes, but I'm going to get better at this. Absolutely. And now you have your audience. People are actually waiting for you to publish this and listen to the podcast. I hope so. Kudos to you, man. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's what we're talking about, right? Like, hey, you want to get better at something? It's growth. Grow. Do it. Don't, don't, again, don't, don't be afraid of making mistakes. Get yourself out there. Do it. Try it. Make mistakes and learn from them. And you're going to get better. Absolutely. And you're going to grow. <laughs> Thanks, man. Both professionally and personally. I like that. I like that. Now, um, yeah, it's, it's all about getting out of the comfort zone. And that's, I think, you know, I kind of look at it as like a sponge. You know, once, once you build that comfort zone, once you get out of that comfort zone, you start to get comfortable outside of that comfort zone. And then that becomes comfortable. And the, do you th now, do you think there's a major contributing factor as to why people don't take the next step? Because it's easy to just uh, if if you're happy with what you have and you say you know what I'm I, I why would I go and pursue this and, and there's nothing wrong with that right yeah. there's people like hey you know what I like what I'm doing mm -hmm. I like my life the way I live it mm -hmm. why move from there I mean if if that's the way they want to go then that's fine I mean there's nothing wrong with it but there's other people that likes to try new things mm -hmm. and want to go and once they do this and they say you know what I did this I would like to try something different. Or, you know, I want to, I'm doing a podcast and uh, interviewing people and see mm -hmm. what they're doing. But now I want to, I want to actually concentrate in a, a specific topic. Mm -hmm. Then that will require you to prepare yourself in that certain topic so that you can ask intelligent questions, right? So, hey, because that's something that you wanted to do, because that's something new, because that's, that contributed to well, your goal, your ultimate goal. So I feel like, hey, people, people. They can go out of their comfort zone. They cannot. They, if they not choose to, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. It all depends on the person. Yeah. It's very personal. A very personal thing. I believe in the area that I am, I love being outside of my comfort zone. And I know my wife loves to be outside of my comfort zone. I know my partner likes to love to be outside his comfort zone. I know that you like to be outside <laughs> your comfort zone because, I mean, doing something like this requires, requires some guts, right? Absolutely. And say, you know what? I'm going to try something different. So you, you obviously interact with a bunch of different people. Do you ever come across somebody that says, I can't do that? And now here's the follow-up question. Because you have a pretty unique past of coming from Puerto Rico, passing the bar, and now you're here, started a family and all that stuff, which is pretty extreme for most people, pretty far outside your comfort zone. What do you tell those people? Because I, I bump into them all the time. Now, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, you know, people, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that. I'm like, that's just, you have an excuse, 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 excuse at this point. You know, And then I get to meet people like you that are so far removed from where they originally started in a good way. But people think it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, I, I will appeal to – I would sit down. What I did mm -hmm. and I was still doing the kind of situation is, hey, what would, do you want to accomplish with your life? What, what are your goals? Right? And that's, you have to do baby steps to get there. Right. So, hey, this is an opportunity. I will try to sell that this is an opportunity for you to learn something that you never done before. And hey, you have to sell that, like, hey, I'm going to be here with you step by step, helping you along the way. But you're coaching them. Yes, you have to coach. That's mm. especially in my area, right? Because, I mean, in my area, I need to be out trying to get 
new clients. But at the same time, the client that gave me work yesterday wants their work to be done, right? Mm -hmm. So that I can deliver it to them and I can discuss with them their issues. So I need to have competent people. So you're coaching your clients, though. Both. I coach my clients and my employees. Mm. Because, I mean, you want them, you want your employees to do a nice quality product and you don't have to review. (laughs) Yes. Very much. Right? (laughs) Unfortunately, that doesn't happen until you spend these coaching sessions and you you plant the seed on them. Like, hey, you want to try something different because, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, in in our area here, if you want to continue working with me, Mm-hmm. You need to start learning different things, such as I am. I'm learning different things every day. Absolutely. And and if and if I feel that I'm not learning something new, then I'm doing something wrong. Mm. I'm not taking advantage of the situation. I gotcha. But you don't now do you bump into people that say, Oh, I wish I could be a CPA. You know, I could never be a CPA or I can't be a CPA. Do you ever run into that? If they don't like it. Yes, I agree. That of I'll course. tell them, I'll tell them, no, you don't you shouldn't be a CPA. Yes. But if you like it, of course you can. But what if – so I've had people say to me, like, I can't do that. You know, uh, and I'm sure that there's many people out and there that, like yeah, that. That's, oh, and that makes I mean, me so angry when yeah, people say Yeah, I mean, that. You, try, you try to convince them, right, and, and, and try to, to motivate them. But if they don't have – someone that tells you that, it's someone that is not really motivated to do that, to mm. do whatever. And it's, that's not their aspiration. So what I would do is if, if, they, if you really sit down with them and they really say, you know what? I don't want to do it. Then I think the right question to ask is, do you want to do this? Mm. It's not if you can't do it or not. If Do you want to do this? Because it seems like this is not what you like so doing. So just unmotivated people. Or, or this is not their area. Like, yeah. hey, you know what? You should pursue. So what, what are your interests? What do you like doing? Mm-hmm. So this is what I think you should start thinking about doing going forward. Like, hey, see how you can make a living doing whatever it is what you like. I got gotcha. you. I like that. That's good advice. You, do, wouldn't you think that? Like, hey, at the end of the day, no. someone that tells you, I cannot do that. It's too difficult for me. I, I really cannot do it. I think the real question yeah. to at those people is, do you really like doing this? Because, I mean, if you really like doing something, you're going to keep trying and trying and trying until you get better. I like golfing. I suck at it, but I like <laughs> golf. Right? So but I treat I, I practice. Yeah, absolutely. You got to. As, as much as I can. I have two kids, right? So yeah. what, Golf what, course is limited time here. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> golf course is precious time. Um, hey, I can tell you that it seems that I cannot get better, but I'm going to keep trying. Of course. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep trying. No, Because I like it. If I didn't like it, I'll say, screw this. I'm going to do something else. Mm. That's fine. Yeah, no, because lately I've been bumping into people that are like, oh, you know, you have a podcast. I can't do that. You know, I'd love to do that, but I can't do that. I say, why? Oh, it's this, it's this, it's this. And they're giving me constant excuses. And I'm like, like, what are you giving me excuses for? You know, it's either you're going to do something or you're not going to do something. And the reason why I bring it up is just because you have come so far out of your comfort zone, uh, moving moving countries, you know, get passing a bar, becoming a CPA, moving to New York City, which is the goddamn biggest place on the planet, you know. Like, that's incredible. But then I have people that are just like, I can't do this. And it requires no, like, little to no energy. And it drives me insane. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can do with those, right? Again, you 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 can try to motivate to do something. If they don't want to do it, then that's their problem. You move on. <sighs> I, could, I could keep myself up at night for too many too many useless reasons. Uh, you know, don't worry about it. You, you, get, you get older and you start to move <laughs> on from things. <laughs> I like it. The yeah, it's just uh, it's crazy. But I like the fact that you're that you mentor and you coach 
you know, those people, whoever it may be. Because I, f- I see far too often that there's that disconnect. And I know I not only mentor people, right? I like to be mentored as well. So when mm. I see someone that you see that, hey, this person is doing something that I should learn from, I try to get attached to that person and get their attention, see if I can get 30 minutes with them, see if I get to know them. Because I've, it's not only you pass knowledge to other people. It's how you can grasp knowledge from people that has more experience than you, than you do and how you can take that to your personal life or to your business and how it can make you better. That's why you're here. <laughs> I get to steal an hour and a half of information from you. <laughs> yeah, that's smart from you. The uh, no, I mean that's good. And, it, and you know what? I'm I'm getting a lot of information from you too. So again, thanks, <laughs> thanks for the time. Thanks for the time. Again, it's, it's the first mutual, time doing man. this. The it's good, man. The uh, it, it's just it's good to see that you you that's how you operate. Like th- I think one of the reasons why you're so successful in everything that you've done so far is you're obviously one willing to step out of your comfort zone and two you know if you need help or you want to understand something you get help you know far too often i've that that fear of asking people are so afraid to ask questions you know oh my god this person's gonna think i'm an idiot who cares wouldn't you rather have the knowledge you know how many people i've asked to be on the show that i'm like oh i'm definitely gonna get a no and they've come on the show i'm like who would have thought like who would have thought you know it's just the craziest thing to be able to ask and most and obviously you're more than willing to help people you know that's that's the that's one of my favorite things is you're willing to go above and beyond for people where most i don't want to say most other people but other people you know it doesn't get they don't find value in helping other people which blows my mind that's sad i mean i I, if you have if you have something that you know and you think that it could make someone else better why not share it if it doesn't require you a lot of effort and it's out there that you can go out and help someone, go to it. You don't know who that person is going to be five years from now. That's what I tell people all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's where and, – and, and I meet so many people where they work for these uh, big restoration companies or or big business advisor or whatnot, mm-hmm. and, and I ask them, like, hey, what's your – what's the starting point, right? If I'm going to refer you some business, what is the minimum amount of – of, of money, right? That you're interested in, like, hey, to start even thinking about it. And he's like, whatever. Just because you don't, I don't know if the people that, the person that you're introducing me, if this could be the CEO of whatever company, you know. And then all of a sudden, even though I'm just going to go and repair a, a door, mm-hmm. I can end up opening my doors to go and work for their company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, we live in a world of connections. And the more people that you know, and that you help is just going to help you going forward and make yep. you not only a better person, but probably is going to be even bigger for your business. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be for a business. It, a lot of it's personal. Yeah. You know, you never know who you're going to bump into. You know, there's uh, there's always, there's this story, and I don't know if you've heard it, but it was told to me when I was a little kid. And I remember the story like the back of my hand. And uh, this guy's in a limo, and he's driving, and all of a sudden the limo gets a flat. He's late for a meeting. The limo driver's like, oh, you know, I can't, you know, I can't get the jack up right. You know, I can't put the new, the, the spare tire on. And all of a sudden, a mechanic pulls over, sees the car, sees the limo. Mechanic pulls over, and the mechanic's like, oh, like, you have a flat tire? Do you, do you want it? I'll just change it for you real quick. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, please, please, please. So the mechanic changes the tire, and the guy steps out of the car and, you know, tries to give him, you know, says, thank you so much. Here, let me give you something. He tries to give him 100 bucks. Guy's like, no, no, I don't want your money. You know, he's like, no, no, please, let me, let me, let me give you money. 
No, no, no. Takes out a roll of hundreds. No, please take this money. You have no idea how much I appreciate that. Mechanic says, no, no, no. Like, I don't want your money. I'm just doing this to help out. So the guy's like, no, I have to take care of you. You're helping me out tremendously. You're gonna, you got me. Now I'm back on time to go to my meeting. So the guy goes, let me get your information. So the mechanic gives him his information. And all of a sudden, um, now a couple of days later, he comes home from work. And the house is full of flowers. And the wife's like, oh, my God, thank you so much for getting these flowers. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't get you these flowers. I don't know who they're from. So the wife's like, okay, you know, we don't know who, who this person is. A couple weeks later, they go to pay their pay their mortgage. The check gets pushed back and, and comes back to them. And like, oh, my God, we're going to be late on the mortgage. They, and, they, and they call up the mortgage company. And they're like, no, your mortgage has been completely paid off by XYZ person. And the guy's like, no way. There has to be a mix-up. He's like, yeah. He said, they said, to pass you a message, thanks for changing the tire. And I was like, holy crap. Craziest story ever. And this is a real person that this happened to. And so this is a real story. This is, a real, this is allegedly a real story. It's been told apparently quite a few times. But I heard it years ago. And believe it or not, the person who was in the limo was Donald Trump. I found this out. I literally found this out like two years ago because I was telling somebody a story. And like, no, this, that's a real story. And it was Donald Trump. Wow. To to a mechanic, and I was like, "That's the craziest story ever." And I don't care that it's Donald Trump. Whatever, everybody's got their opinions about him. But I was just like, the concept of the guy had no idea who who he was helping, who he was. It was just let me pass, let me pay it forward, you know, and help this guy out. And obviously, Donald Trump's worth a ton of money and paid for everything for this guy. Filled his house with flowers, paid his mortgage off just because of a spare tire. Now, how true the story is, I don't really know. But far too often in my life, and I'm a firm believer in this whole universe thing. I don't know if, yeah, I agree with that like too. law of attraction, all that kind of stuff. Lately, I've been like, I think about somebody, I get a text message from them, or somehow, somehow connections happen. And I'm like, this is the weirdest stuff in the world. You know what? And there's someone that will be willing to help you going forward. So always, why not do it? Right? Always. And, and this guy that that changed the tire. How much did it take? Thirty minutes, maybe at most. Mm-hmm. Hey, he met a friend for the rest of his life. Of course, like someone that will be willing to help him yep. going forward. So. Why not do it? I, I'm a firm believer that if you can go out of your way and help someone, why not? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What, oh, paying it forward, man. It pays yeah. itself off tenfold. Yeah. I totally agree with that. You know, I, it's funny because I always try to help people. And everybody's like, oh, you know, why are you helping them? Why are you helping them? You're not getting paid for it. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. I'm like, why does it have to be all about money, man? Like, why can't, like I'm just trying. Like, I feel good helping this person. This person, you know, the only thing I hope for with Everything I do is for somebody to get value out of it. You know, if somebody listens to this podcast, great. I hope to God they learn something in the show. You know, if so, like if I can help somebody and sit down with them, I hope that they take it and get better. You know, if I encourage somebody on the show to become a CPA today, that makes me so happy. Will I ever find out? Who knows? But like to be able to see that and progress and have it happen, that's the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, hey, if they want to become CPAs, this. Pretty hot commodity, right? With all the changes in the law. <laughs> With all the changes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, hey, here's here's the new list of changes. Well, there's pretty big, pretty big list of changes. I can only imagine. Of, with a lot what of, it take? How long did it take you to read the changes? I'm still going through it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. Oh God. Yes, I mean, hey, every day you read it again and again and again because again, as, as I I go to a meeting with one of my clients and then. They come back with a certain set of facts. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I need to go back and read that specific portion to see how I can fit that into their specific facts. Yeah. 
That's a lot of work. How often do those laws change for you guys? Frequently or not really? Well, this one didn't change until this is the first time since 1986 that a, such a comprehensive set of changes have passed through, right? The last tax, the last reform of this scale was in 1986. Okay. Are there changes every year otherwise? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There are, there's changes all the time. Minor stuff, though. Minor stuff, yes. Oh, I gotcha. Yes. Usually not as big as this. Yeah, it's just the Treasury Department will issue some guidance on how to interpret this kind of set of rules. Yeah. Now, do you oh, know how they make these decisions? What do you mean? Like, hey, we're coming out with tax reform laws. Do you know how that actually happens? Because I have no idea. I'm just curious to know if you know. Well, it's, it goes through Congress, right? So there's the parliamentary process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, supposedly, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of thinking behind how to implement these things. Mm-hmm. But again, this one was pushed through Congress like pretty fast, like, yeah. in a month or so, right? They were trying to uh, do – they have a legislative agenda that didn't go through. And then they said, okay, now, now time to move on and go through tax tax reform, and they pass it pretty fast. So I don't know how much thinking went through it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, that's that's the law of the land now, so we have to stick to it. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, at least they got something done fast. At least they, yeah, at least they got something done. Right? <laughs> I like it, man. We're, we're, we're wrapping up towards the end of the show, man. It is, yeah, dude. It's pretty fast. It, it went fast, dude. It goes, it goes pretty quick, man. Yes, yes. We're, and we're leaving on a good point. You know, I wanted to wrap up on that. I'm, I figured you're an expert. You, you passed the bar, at least one bar. <laughs> well, again, I am a CPA, uh, and again, I'll probably take the bar at some point. I want to know if you do. I'll let you know, but to be honest with you, it's not within my list of priorities right now. <laughs> it's if I have time. That's a crazy. That's so crazy. You know, if I have time. I'll take the bar. Like, to be able to just, hey, you know, if I have the time, I'll take one of the hardest tests out there. No big deal. <laughs> I am super jealous. <laughs> Thank you. I give you a lot of credit. Thank you. Let's see if I do it. Let's see if I do it. I'm sure you will. You know, my brother just moved from D.C. Okay. He was with the Navy, and he didn't renew his contract. So he's uh, he's an attorney, too, and he has a bar in Puerto Rico. And now his, he moved with his fiance to New York, and he's going to take the bar. Good for the him. New York bar. So I don't know. Maybe just, I take I, I sit down with him. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um here's actually I got one more question for you because I don't know this and somebody that's listening is probably like, Of course there is. But is there a different bar for every state? There are different bars, but there's something called reciprocity. So yes. whereas uh, if you pass it in, in a certain state, there's some other state that will give you reciprocity mm. for that particular state. I gotcha. Yes. All right, good stuff. Yes. I wasn't sure how how many bars you had to pass to, I guess, practice law. Yeah, no. It, that's usually how it works. In the case of CPAs, there's a uniform CPA examination where you take the test mm-hmm. and then you pass it, right? And then you'll have to comply with the certain nuances of every state okay. to get the the license in that particular state. I got you. So it's just but like- the test, the test is uniform. It's one for everyone. Oh, oh, okay. So just the state guidelines change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you could just be a CP- like if you wanted to go to California, you could just be a CPA in California. If I I I'll have to check what are the specific rules. For yeah. example, some of them requires that you have to have audit experience. How many hours? Oh, uh, well, I got you. And then you have to see if you if 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 you don't meet the hours, if you can meet other requirements that bypass in that requirement, so you can become a CPA, or if you need to go out and do some audit work to get the, the license. So uh, I got that's you. how it works. But in terms of the test, uh-huh. it's one test for all. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. How do people find you? 
hey, all that uh, kind of I, stuff, social media, I don't know how much. Yeah, that, yeah, so again, I'm a partner with Rivera Montes PLLC. We have our website, PLLC, or my phone number. Uh, 646-945-6259. Oh, you're brave giving out that phone number. Hey, I'm here, man. That's that's what I do. Pick up the phone. I like it. Any social media or anything like that that you want people to follow you at? Yes, we have uh, we have the, our Facebook page, and we're on Twitter as well. Oh, you're on Twitter. Do you tweet a lot? Well, you know, we're, we're getting better at it. Uh, it's practice. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's comfort zone. Well, I, I don't – yes, 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 you're right. Again, uh, coming from a big company where you don't have to pay attention to those details. Right, now yeah. now we're, 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 you know. Yep. It's, I, don't worry about it. I even try – I even find out. I was never one to tweet. I still am not one to tweet. I mean, uh, for me to do to go to Twitter is like a labor. I like Instagram because you get to post photos. Um, it's funny. One of my buddies, Josh, who's been on the show before, he's getting big into Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. And it's more so his personal stuff. And it's just so funny to, like, watch him, like – he never had an Instagram before, and now he's like posting these things. And I was just like, "Ugh, Josh, come on, man!" And it's hysterical. But uh, yeah, I I don't tweet enough. I need to make more of an effort to tweet. Yeah, we have to get better at it too. Tweeting. We when when tax reform was passing, we were pretty active, and now we're kind of slow on it. We do post, for example, we put a copy of the po- the podcast in our website and on our fix- Facebook page. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, good stuff. I'll do that. Yeah. All right, brother. Till next time. Harrison, thank you for having me. Hey, anytime, brother. All right, until, uh, yeah, I guess probably later on in the year you'll be back. Yeah. Hopefully when the weather's warm. Although we did good we did good today and yesterday. It's 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 actually this it's, whole week's been pretty Yeah, I, I mean I was driving in the morning so it was a little rough the commute with the rain. rain. Yeah. But now it's nice, so it's gonna be a nice drive back to the city. I like it. You park you drive into the city? Now yes, I'll drive. God, you drive. You have a car in New York City. Yes, it's a pain. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's it's a pain. Yeah, it is. Oh. But it's convenient because I mean, I again in my kind of industry, I'm in the service industry, right? So I go out and visit yes. clients. It gives me flexibility. I don't have to live on the train schedule. I gotcha. Damn, that's crazy. Driving in New York City, parking in New York City. That's the pain. Yeah. Fair you, what do you you get a garage? Is that how it works? Yeah, I I'm par- curious. I, I, yeah, I, I have. A, I, I pay for a parking, but it's not close to where I live. So, for example, tonight it's not convenient. I, I'll hope that I'll be able to find a parking spot nearby where I live. It's not. I'll have probably have to go park at the parking garage and then take a cab home. God damn, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> oh. All right, good stuff. Home safe, brother. Thank you. Take care. Good night. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I had a lot of fun. Josue is a stellar, stellar dude. Um, I learned a lot. I hope everybody else learned a lot because I'm like dumbfounded with knowledge and he's just such a good person. And most people I know are not just willing to, hey, you know, if I have the time, I'm going to take the bar. Um, just a super cool dude. Super smart. Love the shit out of him. Um Always thanks again for listening. Really appreciate it. If you really enjoy it, subscribe, share it out, tell somebody about it. That's how I'm growing growing the podcast. It's growing. It's finally growing. I'm finally seeing it. Um, but I can't do it without you guys. I really can't. Uh, share it out. Tell somebody about it. You know, Listen to it in the car. Put, put one of your friends in and just let them listen to my voice. Um, 
but yeah, that's 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 what I'm doing. You know, as always, website brutallyhonestpodcast.com. Constantly giving you guys value every Friday. I got 52 emails ready. I shouldn't say ready because they're not ready, but I'm writing 52 emails this year. One for every one for every Friday of the year. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I'm gonna give you guys a lot of value and information that I learn. And you're going to give you guys some of the podcasts, you know. Maybe not every podcast that I produce is for everybody. Some podcasts are going to be more interesting than others or some some podcasts, some podcasts are going to be more applicable than others. You know, I don't want you to pick and choose. I'd love for you to listen to them all. But we're all on schedules and time frames. I get it. Listen to the ones that you can. Um, so that's always on there as well. And last but not least, thank you so much to Read Resumes. You know, readresumes.com, R-E-E-D, resumes.com. Get that snapshot of your life. You know, the time to get a resume is when you are financially okay. You're regularly attending a job. It's not a bad idea. And it doesn't mean you're leaving. It's just a good idea to get a snapshot. That way, if disaster does strike, something happens, whatever it may be, you need to move on or you lose the job or whatever it may be, you have something. You know, if you got to tweak it a little bit, you tweak it a little bit. That's the kind of value. And then the stress is off. You know, you already have something professionally done. You're not trying to scrounge up money for, you know, a knockoff professional resume writer that's that doesn't know what they're doing. It doesn't, you know, part-time or is not going to make it as clean and concise as somebody who has the highest level of certifications to write you a resume. I can't stress it enough because I, I didn't realize how important it is to have a resume all the time until I had Ron on the podcast. And it's not just because he was trying to sell it to me. Um, you know, it really is super, super important to to have that because you never know what life is going to throw at you you know people change i think what the new statistic is people change their career seven times in their lifetime you know who knows if that change is going to be tomorrow next year or the following year but you always want to have some kind of paperwork that says this is what i did this is who i am so huge thank you to readresumes.com for sponsoring the podcast as always nerds that care for sponsoring the podcast if you're looking for IT support, if you're looking for somebody that knows what they're doing in technology, if you're a business owner or you're, you know, even grandma, you're worried about your grandkids' photos, you're a business owner, you're worried about your, your client's information, you don't want it to get stolen, you don't want your building, God forbid your building burns down, something happens, somebody drops a bottle of water on your server because they're in there doing something or who knows what they're doing, but they shouldn't be in there. God forbid back up your data. It'll help you sleep at night. Your employees aren't being productive. Have somebody that you can call who's going to be available, who's going to do everything in your best interest to keep a well-running machine, aka your business. That is the most important thing. I can't stress it enough because if you're a business and think about it in your own personal life, imagine you couldn't open Google. How far behind on your emails would you be answering emails all day on your phone? You know, it's nice to have a computer. Do you need one? Eh, we're getting to the point where you might may or may not need one, but they're so versatile. They're so useful still. There's still so much of the workforce using computers. Get somebody that knows what they're doing. Nerdsthatcare.com. Once again, that's nerdsthatcare.com, not nerds.care.com. Um, yeah, so appreciate the hell out of them. And uh, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Appreciate the hell out of you. Um, until tomorrow i have another podcast tomorrow this is the week of podcasts guys get ready this is like the after show so i run a little longer but the week of podcasts and it's just beginning stoked get ready love you all till next time peace